0: One of our most popular episodes was called The Lessons of Zelda. And like any good uh, lesson we can learn from something like that, we thought it might be worth uh, riffing again on it, Josh.
1: Yeah, we thought, hey, let's do this and do it again, and hopefully with as much success as we had.
0: Launch out on the loop with us today as we discuss The Lessons of Zelda, part two, today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody this is Brian and this is Josh. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We're an ever growing collection of content designed to ignite your creative talents and power up your critical thinking skills. We help you master your world by learning the essentials needed to thrive in this century.
1: If you find these conversations helpful please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review so others can join the community. you can, as always, find us on CuriousContinue.com and our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation.
0: All right, Josh. So, sequels are always sometimes a hard game to follow to the original. uh, Correct. One of the most popular episodes. And I really think it was the amalgamation of uh, nostalgia, of video games, and of like, you actually learn something from video games.
1: (laughs) Right. And it was more like, I think, that we took examples of the things that we learned while playing this game, and how we pasted it onto our lives, even though we might not have really noticed it at the time.
0: Right. So one thing, let's talk about, Josh. I want you to give people a primer. Sure. Zelda, the world of Zelda is an open world.
1: Somewhat, right? yeah, yeah. And we've
0: talked about this a little bit. So for those tuning in for the first time or don't know what an open world is in video game land, can you just briefly explain that?
1: Sure. An open world is a video game where you are... or open world can be really anything but it's a video game concept where you start a video game and you have you can do anything in any order you want okay really i mean that's really what it is that's the primer
0: and so this is different than something like super Mario brothers which is more of a linear game Right.
1: right it is absolutely linear because you start in world one one and then you progress through that world you go to one two one three and then you're in Two, one and all that so it's a progression step forward forward this is progressing but i can choose if i want to go i want to go do this or i want to go do that or i just want to sit here for a while i can do whatever i want and that's what the open world concept about
0: okay and now i for me zelda uh, resonated more than the world of mario now i love both games for their own reasons right but the world of zelda the open world really is more like the real world. It's more complex. You can actually choose many different things in the construct of that world. You're not forced down a path. What I find interesting is that we have more complexity in the world now, like the real world, it seems like, but more and more still, people are trying to put like linear tracks into things, like, well, this is how it always works, or this is how it should work. And we're just seeing a lot of things like that break now. It's like we live in an open world, and people, I don't think, are equipped as well as they once were to be able to navigate The open world, which is the real world.
1: Right. And I think that a lot of this uh, might have to do, this might be a little spin on this, but with the current uh, state of affairs in the world, the pandemic, like the way people have decided now to work might be more asynchronous than it used to be. So you may do something at a different time than a colleague that you used to sit across from. Doesn't mean that you can't progress in the same way, but it does. It might take longer to do something. Because you're not like directly in front of somebody. So mm-hmm. I think that, and because your way of doing it is different, doesn't mean it's wrong. And we've talked about this a lot of times, but that kind of process, that iterative process is different now.
0: Yes. And it requires maybe some different technical skills. The The soft skills, regardless of what platform you're on or how you're communicating, communication still is a core component, right? Not yes. only like what Are you understanding your own thoughts, but when you, when you communicate it and put it out there, does it come back to you in a meaningful way where it's understood? Right. right? Are you understanding the context by which that will be shared? Like those are important things to remember because it's not just, I pull it from wherever and I put it over here. You can copy paste something in like a, a, an application like Microsoft word, but that doesn't mean that where you pasted the, the nugget of information actually made sense in the new document
1: yeah correct very correct
0: you know so those are things to check so let's let's pull it back to into the world of zelda now when josh there was a zelda game and you know the title where the open world was so big and the physics were so good like some people were just like playing in the world not actually going on a quest but just like the
1: the breath of the wild the new one yes yes yep that was me that was me when i uh when i first started (laughs) that game that um, came out with Nintendo Switch in 2017, and I actually literally spent 12 hours the first day just kind of like exploring and not doing anything. I didn't know what to do. It was, it was that open that you just could do whatever you wanted.
0: Okay. So when you're dropped into that context, you spent 12 hours. So tell me why you spent 12 hours just playing. Like, why not just go on the quest?
1: It was just the... Sheer volume, like the world was so vibrant and alive that I could do anything I wanted. So if I wanted to go climb a tree, I could go climb a tree. If I wanted to go fight this guy over here, I could go fight that guy. If I wanted to go just walk around, I could just walk around. You know, and there was obviously barriers in my way from doing certain things that I wanted to do, but that's what pushed you towards the quest then. So it wasn't like you didn't have to do it in a specific order, but you kind of do do it in an order, but it's on your own time frame. It's not saying like, oh, like in Mario, for example, you have three minutes on every level. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's a timer and it actually counts down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if, if that was in Zelda, I would have been dead so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the way just like, I think things have evolved, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. What comes to mind when you're saying that also is when you're, when you're playing a video game like that, you have to kind of understand the rules of that world. Right. And that's, when you're talking about a business or you're talking about a social circle, right? There's rules of engagement for that particular world. Now, you may not agree with them you know i'm not yeah, saying like but it's yes just I, the way it is yeah but it's just the way it is the construct is set so you have to understand the construct that you're working in so if we take out like a new lesson from this it's kind of understand the world that you're operating in and how things work in, in zelda there are there's it, there are many different types of, but there's really like the overworld and like the labyrinths or the underworld right correct there's like those two type of settings like when you're in a labyrinth things work a certain way or it's a little bit more confusing in this way and you're in the open world and it's sunny or whatever, like there's different types of enemies that you're going to confront. Making sure that you have an, things in your inventory to deal with both the, like, the, you know, the, the overworld and the labyrinth are important things. And those things you pick up along the way. And sometimes you don't know why you picked it up. It's like, why did I pick this up? Right. It's like, well, it will reveal itself shortly. And that's in a video game. It's like, oh yeah, I really needed that random piece of bread because I gave it to the person and they told me a piece of information but when you think about that and let's say we were to put it in like the real world context it's like oh you know what i saved this thing and i thought somebody would really like it i keep it in my gift box which my wife actually has a a brilliant thing she learned from her friend is that she always keeps a gift box so when she finds something it's like she doesn't necessarily have somebody in mind for it but she'll put it in there and then sure enough like it kind of combines itself later yeah
1: we do that too like we have a, a gift shelf and we just put this stuff on the shelf. Like it's stuff we found that we're like, you know what? I really want to give this to somebody. I just don't know who.
0: Yeah. And yeah. You put it away. Yeah. See that, that's, um, I think your mind is tuned to kind of see usefulness right. when you're going into a situation. So here's, here's one of the breakers of, um, of the linear game versus the open world and how it applies here. Sometimes you don't know what you might need, but you know, it's probably useful. And if Correct. you can identify something is useful, then you go, okay, I don't know how this is necessarily useful. I,
1: I need this. Yeah.
0: But I need this. Right. And it's not in a greedy sort of way. It's like, I need this right now. It really matters because then you go, oh yeah, I remember I grabbed that and you're pulling it off the shelf. See, the, in the classical model of education, and I got a little bit more of a front row seat to this with uh, my children. So my, my, uh, for a few years of our life, our children we homeschooled, and it was a wonderful learning experience. When it comes to actually operating in the real world, you may know the quest you're on, but you might not always know why something might be useful, but the to recognize that is important. It's also the thing where, like, you talk to somebody in a game. You might not know how that person may come in handy later, but you collect it, right? It's kind of having the your eyes looking forward, but then your eyes looking around to be able to say, and what else do I need to notice about the situation? So Josh, let me go back and reframe, because really what we're talking about is the the skills or the things you need to have in order to thrive in an open world game, which is, you know, a comparison to real life here, right? right. There are things that you may not necessarily recognize right off the bat that this is handy, but it is. When you approached Zelda, when you approach an open world game, What are the things that you do? What's the first thing you do if you, like, you just turned on and now the timer goes for how much time you've actually spent in the game? What's the first thing you try to do?
1: Honestly, the first thing I try to do is just walk around. (laughs) I want to see what's going on, you know?
0: Okay. So, when you say what's going on, tell them, like, what are you trying to determine in the landscape?
1: So... Like in Zelda, like I walk around the world, I see what's happening. What are the challenges before me? Is there any enemies? Is there anything that I can't do right away that I want to do? you know? okay, if if I'm trying to do something, I just kind of go over here and look at it.
0: Okay. So but you've done in that that little small sentence, though you've basically done an entire assessment of, you know, right where where are my boundaries? right right. what are the challenges and then you're doing a gap analysis of like I want to get to here but I'm missing something here correct right so when you run into that to go you know I really need to sometimes you have to go up to like a cave I, correct trust me I've I played the yeah <laughs> played enough Zelda games and you can't get there what then are you doing then to reverse engineer how you get up to that spot
1: okay so especially with like the new Zelda game a lot of times you might not be able to even get there right away. So you you see that and you're like, uh, you know, that was put there for me to get to, and I want to get there, but I'm going to go do something else first. And so I would go to another direction and just be like, oh, you know, can I do this over here? And I'll eventually I'll make my way back over to that spot Mm -hmm. to see if I've got new skills or whatever to be able to get me to that location.
0: So really it's, you have the goal. And then you're going to try to build skills to be able to hit the goal. Correct. And you're checking back. to So am I still kind of aiming in the right direction?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what
0: I do. Okay. So then in the second phase of that, when you're doing these quests, you're doing these little bitty things in the meantime, what are you still thinking about that one goal? Are there other goals that have kind of come in that kind of,
1: a lot of times you get derailed where you'll have like a bigger story that will be happening. Okay. And there'll be like the, a side goal that you want to do that maybe you don't even have to do for the main story, but you're thinking it's always still in the back of my mind. Like I want to go back and do that, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. a lot of times I'll take, there's certain days, like when I played Zelda, for example, especially the new one, breath of the wild, like I knew I wasn't going to advance a story much. I was just going to spend time in that world and just explore and okay. see what happens because there's so much there. Yeah. And it is like a living, breathing world really. Mm-hmm. where even if you don't interact with it, it's still there. So I wanted to interact with some of that other than the main story, you know?
0: By interacting with the world, then, do you, you go in, let's say now you can achieve, you got the special item or something to be able to go and get up to the cave, for right, example. Right, right. Now you're up in the cave. It's another set of challenges, but now what are you carrying? How do you now approach that? If you go in and let's say there's another obstacle, right?
1: No, I mean, really, it's all to do with the game at that point. Like what what have I learned about the mechanics of the world that I'm in Mm -hmm. that would make it accessible to do what I want to do? If I haven't learned when I need to, obviously I can't do it, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, the one thing awesome about the new Zelda game is that it was the game that says yes. You want to go up to you want to go over here and do this? Sure. You want to go over here? You can do that. You know, you want to wield a sword in a lightning storm? Yeah, you can do that, but you're going to pay the penalty, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so th- that was the whole thing about that game that I think made it really special, was if you thought you could do it, you probably can. Okay. Within that context of that world.
0: Which that makes it fun, and there's a lot of things you can do. Right. Like in the real world, but should you do it? But should you, know? you do
1: it? Yeah, like there's crazy things you can do in here. Like you could take a wooden platform and actually make like a, a blimp out of it with... <laughs> with stuff in the world and you can actually float around in the world okay and there's just stuff that you can do that like i'm like i don't even think the designers of the game knew people could do you
0: which know? that's actually fun when people start tossing that off because it's really a community driven collaboration especially now like they say hey i did this thing and then people say i'd like to try to do that thing and they try to learn it right because they're getting better at the game then.
1: right and then youtube was a whole new avenue it's like people could record themselves doing stuff like because before you know if we had a game and we had stuff that we said we just had our word for it and you couldn't see someone do it so it was different like i couldn't maybe not figure out how they did it you know their whole process Mm -hmm. but with the invention of youtube and a bunch of other things now i can see so other people can share that collaboration now in such an easier way you know
0: Mm -hmm. yep i love that did I'm assuming probably too. When you have that feedback loop, that really high fidelity feedback loop, right. and gamers learning from gamers, you really become—you almost put it onto the the game designers. Say like, "Hey, like we've done this and we've taken it to a place where you never thought it possible." You know, like right. Tag You're It, kind of like build us something yeah. even
1: more. And I mean, and and what happens is there's this. This is a kind of a whole different thing, but it's a little sidebar almost. This, some developers are like ecstatic that you've done that and some are like this is not our intent and we did not want you to do that and sometimes they'll like patch that out you know oh, they're interesting like, they're like oh you're not playing the game you're just you know messing around mm-hmm. and you're like well yeah but that's fun right I can do whatever <laughs> I want you know right but uh Zelda like the, especially the newer Zelda is like they really do have, some of the best gameplay loops, I think, around, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So let's talk about now the little goal of getting up to the cave. Right. And then, like, the still the big goal, like, when you drop into that world, you're understanding how it works so that you, you're educating yourself basically so that you know that these are the things that are available to be able to pull out the things you need in order to go fulfill the ultimate mission, right? Right. And in a game like Zelda, which which, the fun thing about video games is that uh, when you die, you can always restart. Usually, yeah. Yeah, usually. <laughs> there's some games that don't. That's a new but, thing
1: in games now again, where permadeath, that's a whole different topic though.
0: Yeah. They've, so for those of you who don't know, permadeath is where like, when your character dies, it really, you lose all the abilities and you can't restore it back. Right. And you start over, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's also real life too. It's like there's some risks to take that you don't come back from.
1: And, and sometimes it's just not fun. And so we don't do it in video games.
0: Right. <laughs> True. <laughs> but video games invite the person to be to take risks. Right. It's something where like, would you do this normally? It's like, maybe not, but this is a game and I'm gonna try it. And I think people oftentimes don't take the stance that their life is a game and that they're gonna try it. Right. You know?
1: Well you might be fun. It, it's oh, a game, ahead. but it's a game that with real consequences. So it's not a game like ha, ha funny, it's a game. <laughs> Right. This is a game where like you should take risks because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, and maybe not like you know, not super bad risks all the time, but like take that chance because the reward is great, right?
0: Yes, that's part of the adventure. That when you know, it's not an adventure if think everything goes right.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've never heard anyone say, "I had this adventure the other day. I went to the store and nothing happened." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's not life that's not real world right
0: yeah totally so josh we could probably riff on this more but what should we put a comma here just to let people kind of consider the implications of
1: i think so i think okay. let's put a comma let them consider the implications of an open world for example or the real world
0: we like to call it there's a little snippet if you caught it that josh's problem solving kind of system about how he explores the open world I guarantee you there's gold nuggets in there. We may explore a little bit later as well. If you don't go back, you didn't catch it. Go back and rewind this thing before the, the music comes in, which should be like right about now. And then we start to wind down the podcast by saying until next time, this is Brian and this is Josh for curiosity. Continue.